All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle to the holiest father's Are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at the most possible pointless way? When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to world to the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session 15 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? Hi, I'm still playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart, and uh, I am stoked to now have the coolest character in our party, and also incredibly envious that I don't get to be an indefinitely insane ghoul person. Brayden. Hey, I'm Sophie and Bazazwan playing Braden, and I am pumped up to speak some more Hindustani. Noxicals. Hello, I'm Noxicals, and I'm playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and uh, I am putting a peg on my nose because our new character is a little bit whiffy. And Lydia. Hello, I'm playing Hasina Moes, the aforementioned flesh-eating ghoul slash a bit whiffy. She is currently in a bout of indefinite insanity, having been almost murdered and woken up believing herself to be a pisacha. Amazing. Noxicals, tell us what happened last time. After a lengthy discussion about how best to perform a stakeout, our heroes finally settled down to watch the freezing cemetery. Several hours of squinting at the gravestones in the dark ensues before a grave robber is spotted, a ragged figure scratching at the dirt. Upon discovery, the figure runs, leaping agilely over obstacles and negotiating the slippery, frozen ground with ease. The party gives chase, but does not fare so well. After a series of slips and falls, and the removal of Sophian's shoes, again, they see the figure disappear into a familiar cave. Eudora and Shen Chu approach the cave mouth as quietly as they can. Dr. Lockhart attempts to cover the noise of her heavy footfalls with a highly realistic owl impression which unfortunately draws the attention of a nearby pack of wolves. Sophian and Timur drive the hungry animals off with a warning shot from a rifle, but all pretense of stealth is now gone. The smell of rotting flesh from the cave is almost overwhelming, and the crew find the floor littered with corpses, some seemingly partially eaten. As they explore, one of the fresher corpses, a young woman, stands out to them. Suddenly, she opens her eyes and screams, the dirty, dishevelled woman cowers in the corner of the cave, and slowly her story is coaxed out. Hasina Moiz is the missing young woman supposedly murdered by her jealous would-be lover Ziab Ali. Hasina's tangled hair hides a large gash in her temple, where the treacherous Ali hit her with a rock, before hastily burying her in a recently dug grave. 
Now the traumatised woman believes herself to be a pisacha, a flesh-eating undead ghoul, and she has been stealing corpses from the graveyard to satiate her unnatural hunger. Our heroes take her back to their camp and, after tea and stew, of which Hasina mostly just nibbles the meaty bits, they come to the conclusion that she is under the sway of a powerful delusion caused by her extraordinary ordeal. So back we are. You wake up in the morning in the village of Hagar, having uh, a fugitive uh, aspiring ghoul with you. <laughs> what are your next steps? Let's let's brainstorm. I mean, it's pretty terrifying the thought that we could take her back and she get captured and actually, you know, tried or murdered or whatever exactly and believed to be Yatini, the giantess. We don't have a great record with villagers and tearing people to pieces. We don't. And it kind of seemed like that Daniel's word is law and I mean, who knows what he's seeing after he's drunk enough goat's blood. I, I did mm, have one suggestion slightly on the wacky side. Because, I mean, we're all agreed we want justice, right? We want this guy to pay for his heinous crime. Oh, yes. Mm. So, I mean, we can either go back and just, you know, Timur can rough him up a bit and we can try and get a confession. I don't know if that'll make us any friends, but I, I think we could, um, you know, just sweeten the deal by presenting Hasina as a, as a corpse. We lay her out, clean her up a bit. Maybe if I've got some, like, pale foundation. I don't know how much makeup you do or would have. Probably not much. Let's, no. Okay. But we lay her out like a corpse, shroud over her and everything. And we're like, terrible news, everybody. We inspected the graveyard last night. We found your beloved Hasina buried in this old lady's grave. Behold, here she is. Here's the terrible head wound she received from, from that man over there. And then we put the shroud back on her so she can breathe. And, uh, you know, the townsfolk lynch the guy who presumably is freaked out to see her. And, uh, and then we just hoist her up on our shoulders and skedaddle. I, I like that idea. Um, Hasina, though, currently being quite quite insane uh is she going to just lose control at any point and as soon as she finds herself mm. within arm's reach of the guy who killed her i can imagine her going a bit wonky in the head but i do like that idea there is one issue with that which is presumably the mum is going to ask for the body to have a funeral right yes <laughs> yeah so yeah. we would have to we, i mean i'm not saying that the, the idea is dead but we'd have to get mum on board right we were talking about telling mum she was alive. We'd have to say, hey, your daughter's alive. We're going to get her out of the village so nobody kills her because that's what villagers do when we're around. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is what we need to do. She's going to pretend to be dead. Don't don't say she's not really dead and it'll all be fine. We could just go to the Danielle and say, hey, this fella admitted to us that he'd killed her. If you go up to him and say, I know what you did to Hasina, he will probably spill his guts because he seemed quite, you know, guilty and remorseful in some way or at least terrified of what was what would happen to him he'd probably start profusely apologizing could you maybe kidnap the guy and bring him kind of away from the village uh, and also then go and get the daniel and bring him and so then the guy and the daniel and hasina are all in the same place and then that could all play out there uh because I, I feel like if you remove the mob from the situation, because that's when things could get ugly and she'll end up nailed to a cliff or burnt alive, I think. Because you could probably, if you had to, you could probably knock out the Danielle, but 
you couldn't take on the whole village if they decided that she is in fact a monster and needs to be burned or nailed up. I did think you were going to go a lot darker when you suggested kidnapping the murderer. I was like, oh, okay, we'll just do justice our own way, I guess. <laughs> lynch <laughs> well, him in our too, own time. That too, Convenient. you see. That, that is, well, I mean, maybe that's what the Daniel will suggest. Maybe the Daniel will say it, it's better not to make a big thing. Let's leave the memory of Hasina dead uh, and we'll just mourn her and what have you. And then we can also get rid of the guy that killed her quietly. Who knows? I mean, I don't know what the Daniel would be likely to suggest in that kind of instance. A lot of options here, guys. Mm. I guess Hasina would know her own mother and, like, the way the village operates, right? So does she have a... And I guess I'm asking our keeper this. Would she have a feel for whether the Daniel would be like amenable to reason or is he just going to see her and start shouting about giantesses and whatnot? Slash, does her mum want to just come with us? Like how many of these people can we adopt to make the problem go away that yeah. way? I think the three-way conversation is a good shout. Mm. So what do you know, Hasina, is one, the village is not progressive. Uh, they don't seem to take young women's word very seriously. They don't very much like foreigners. They tend to protect their own. Um, they wouldn't hesitate to pin everything on the people visiting. They don't know to keep peace inside the village and not hurt anyone of their own, especially older men. And also, mm. you know that the Daniel wouldn't go anywhere by himself unprotected because he's the most important person in the village. Mm. So either we have to sneak into his house and make a meeting happen there, or we need to find another another way of dealing with it. I do wonder what would happen if we just asked him to talk to the guy and just say, oh, I heard what you did about Asina. I think that the guy would break down and confess almost. And that would keep Asina away from everything and keep us out of accusatory uh, range. And just for... Hasina's benefit, could we organise it in a tent where she's in the tent next door so she can hear him getting his comeuppance? Yeah. I think she wants to eat his brain at this point. Is that a, is that a requirement? I'm not sure we can make that happen. <laughs> we can try. I think Timor could make that happen. <laughs> could, you could try and sort of set up an escape route for just in case things go south, you know, have the caravan ready to go and then we do whatever it is that we're doing. And then if, if things don't go to plan, we can leg it, all of us. I don't know how quick a caravan of donkeys and carts is going to be, though. It's not the quickest getaway vehicle. Um, Are you abandoning your caravan again? No, it's true, we can't. <laughs> as long as no. we all sing the Benny Hill theme tune, it can go pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, Get the banjos out. <laughs> Strum real fast. It's true, we've got to be careful, actually. We need to... We can't let what happened last time happen again. We need to peacefully leave town with everyone alive. Do we get a bonus dice if we all sing Go Faster music, Fedra? <laughs> I'll go with maybe, provided you harmonise. <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> oh, this is a difficult one, isn't it? This is a really difficult one. 
Getting a confession out of him sounds like the best way, but the problem is if we cock it up and he isn't willing to just spill his guts, then it becomes a situation where, to protect himself, he just tells the Daniel that we did it somehow mm. and he's perfectly willing to believe it and so now we're all in trouble. Yeah, I, mm. I think that she's going to have to be there. I think she's going to have to literally show the wound on her head and... I was going to say show the disturbed grave, but that isn't really going to help given that she's been eating what's in the disturbed graves. So that's just going to work against her. But certainly just in terms of showing the wound, I don't know, is there anybody with medical skills who could say, look, this is a serious wound enough, but it's not fatal? Has anybody got that kind of skill that they could persuade people? The only person that did is now no longer with the party, unfortunately. I've yes. got good first aid, but my only decent social skill is intimidate, so I could be like, I'm telling you, it is definitely <laughs> not a mortal wound. Mm. You could hide a tape recorder in your brooches and then get him to... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I could take a photo of the dead body, develop it over the span of many days, and then take it to the Danielle. Look at this. <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more I'm talking myself out of it, and it seems like the only clean thing to do is to just sneak off. I don't know, what are the odds of actually making this happen and not just, like, plunging a village into civil war? At the very least, we have to tell the Danielle what we found out, right? Yeah. Yes. And, mm. and we have to do our best to convince him that it's true. Now, whether we want to make sure that retribution happens or whether we just want to sneak into that guy's house and stove his brains in on the way out, that's a separate discussion. But we have to tell the Danielle what happened. Oh, when you keep talking about telling the Danielle, remember that the Danielle is not the village elder who gave you your mission. Mm. The Danielle is the mystic who drank from the goat and then passed out. So now you're imagining a holy man who... Obviously, when you saw him, didn't communicate in any way. You've never had a talk with him. He doesn't know you. And Hasina, you know that mystics are kind of behaviors if they're always on drugs. So that's also an important thing to bear mm. in mind. Who was it that asked us to find out again? The village elder, uh, Atif Bayeg, who oh, asked you to right. find out what's happening to the corpses. If there's, um, and... if, there's, if there's less hallucinogens involved, he's the guy to talk to then, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did seem more reasonable, but he takes his cues from the Danielle anyway, doesn't he? I mean, like, everyone's convinced there's the, this giantess is back. The Danielle controls the village, yeah. and he wants the village to be happy. Mm. Well, I think that if we start with this village elder, that'll be a better... Like, he can then talk to the Danielle for us he has a better chance of convincing the Danielle that something's the matter than a couple of people have just rolled into town yesterday. Our old buddy Ziab Ali, do we tell him that he actually killed Hasina or that he attempted to, but we've got her now? And then why do you have her hostage? No, <laughs> we've got her and we're not giving her back. No, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just checking. Are we going with the story that he killed her? We've got to, right? Because otherwise there's going to be questions about who's been taking the corpses. And if we're going to get a confession, he thinks he killed her. So the stories won't line up and it'll be more of a chance for him not to be punished whatsoever. Okay. 
So he killed her, but we're letting her mum know she's fine, just as a separate thing, and we're bringing her away with us. Like, there's a lot of moving parts here. Yes. Is there a way that we could persuade A, Hasina that she is not actually undead, and B, that the rest of the village thinks that she's okay, she survived this awful head wound, but she's she's going to get better? But is there a way that we could frame Ziabali for the for the corpse eating and the giantess? If they think that she's Yatini reborn, could they then come to think that it's him instead or some other form of demon? Is there any way that we could do that? We could certainly strongly intimate that somebody who is able to kill his bride-to-be and hide her body you know, he's willing to desecrate his It was cemetery. rejected. Yeah, he wanted to marry her, but uh, yeah. her parents went for a different, yeah, different he, suitor. And, and he desecrated a cemetery in order to hide mm. his crime. He seems yes. like exactly the kind of person who would eat corpses, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I say let's just do it. i liking that idea. I think that would be both justice and vengeance, if we can get him nailed to a cliff. That was very dark, wasn't it? Sorry. No, no, just dark enough, but I'm worried. Did we get the impression that he's liked around town? Because if he's like, you know, oh yeah, my landlord or like owner of the farms or he was like a rich guy, wasn't he? I just, I, I don't see them taking our word over his. He is a farmer and he is prosperous, but um, I don't know whether he's popular or not. Um, I know Hasina was popular, but as Fedra said, is it going to be the word of a middle-aged man versus the word of an 18-year-old girl? Mm. Yeah, dangerous. I wish we could get this mystic on board. If only we could, like, slip him something <laughs> and give him the mm. right kind of hallucination. Or like the BFG. <laughs> yes. Blow a perfect dream into his ear. Oh, yeah! Yes. God, I forgot about the big friendly giant. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we do that, Keeper? <laughs> Roll for Inception. That's a hell of a crossover, that, isn't it? Roll Dahl and HP Lovecraft. <laughs> Honestly, Dahl was pretty dark. He was forever blowing up people's grandmas or uh, turning them into true. blueberries. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His books were pretty dark, too. It's just squirrels. <laughs> I reckon we'll get through this session just with theories of what to do next. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we not done yet? Oh, possibly. Let's. Let's get rid of the analysis paralysis, and I don't think there's much more than we can do that we're thinking about. Let's just go and talk to the Elder. Yeah. Let's talk to yeah. a Chief Bayek. It's the best we've got. There's no way. We're going to fumble through it anyway, so we may yeah. as well try and fumble through it gracefully. And should we try and bring him back to our camp so that if we think it's the right thing to do, we can go, and in this tent you will find the not-dead woman. Do we want to leave someone behind with her, actually? Just keep an eye on her, make sure she doesn't eat any corpses... I don't have any social skills. I'll, I'll stay with her. Are you sure you want to stay with her? You're a charmer. Yeah, you're the one with you're the one with social skills, aren't you? Okay. I know you're probably her best friend, okay. but you're also the best at talking to this village elder. You're always going to be a little useless. I I can stay behind as the guy who doesn't have the right social skills, and if the worst came to the worst, could probably restrain her from eating any corpses. Mm. <laughs> you know what, smart. Okay. I mean, helping her to not be insane anymore is also, I think, pretty high on the list of priorities. Oh, we should, yeah. we should introduce you to our buddy Tenzin. He's great at not being insane. Yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> yeah. any psychoanalysis, though, so he can't help either. But he has a calming presence. He has a calming presence. 
I'm sure assuming, I'm assuming nobody has more than one in psychoanalysis, right? No. Mm, very true. Can we perform said introduction as we're leaving her in the camp with Timur? Yeah, you can. In fact, Tenzin looks at Hasina and he stays silent for a few moments. He says, I have seen you also in my visions. I suppose you shall be joining us. Your visions? What, what visions are these? I will tell you everything. Sit with me. Are you a Daniel? No. I am a llama. <laughs> he is a llama. He pulls off his mask and is just fur and hooves. <laughs> and you've got to get me back to the palace so I can be Kuzco again. Yzma is scheming for the throne. <laughs> a Tibetan monk. And I am here to lead you and your new friends to save the world. You have a lot to learn, so stay with me and I will tell you all about it. His presence is very calming. Hasin is probably familiar with Buddhism. She herself is a Hindu, but there there are Buddhists in the area from my from what research that I've been able to do on the area. So uh, yeah, I think she she'll trust him enough to to at least sit with him. Okay. And I'll, I'll give you some information about the, everything that's happening soon. So Sofian and Eudora. And Shenchu? I don't, I think Shenchu would stick with Timor. Yeah, that makes sense. And Tenzin. She doesn't trust Eudora nowadays. Oh, that's fair after the Kakor incident. <laughs> uh, to the village elder, I suppose. Uh, yes, looks like it's just uh, you and me, old sport. Uh, lead on. All right. You go to find the village elder. He is still milling around the village, talking to some people. Uh, looking around, you see the crowd is quite agitated. Roll me a spot hidden. Okay. A hard success. Extreme. You notice none other than... Ziab Ali talking to the crowd. He's talking at them very passionately, and they seem to be getting more and more agitated. Can we hear what they're saying? Are they speaking a different language? They're speaking in Sheena, so you wouldn't understand. I don't like that either, Eudora. Do you think we should approach? Honestly, I don't think we should show our faces just yet. This looks like, um... Uh, mob being whipped into a frenzy activity to me. I say we just um, maybe sidle along uh, just here, alongside the path, and uh, maybe stand behind those trees and see if we can get an idea of, uh, you know, any pitchforks being brandished, anything like that. There don't seem to be any pitchforks yet. How do people look? Agitated. If he starts accusing us of... I bet that that guilty little worm is trying to pin everything on us being the outsiders but we came into town after the lady had disappeared yes you're quite right but um well we certainly didn't have anything to do with those walking paintings and uh you know how that went i i don't know how much i trust these people to see reason can you see the um that village elder chappy anywhere yes he's milling about yes. also he's milling about <laughs> You have sharp eyes, Sophie. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he sees you and... What? Makes... We're hiding? Oh, sorry. He doesn't see you. Thank you. <laughs> Unless it's good. You want, he can see but... us if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> if, he looks, if he looks like he's going to be on our side, we wave. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look... Is he like observing the crowd and shaking his head like, oh, I don't like what's going on here? Or is he like, yeah, no, this guy's legit. I'm, I'm on board. Let's go burn down the camp. He seems quite stressed. He's uh, looking impatient, looking around, almost as if he's been waiting to hear from you or someone else, or uh, hoping that things won't become violent. But is is he observing the crowd like from the back or the side, or is he like? He's not the observing the crowd. Oh, that was just my fantasy. Yeah. He's like in the crowd. He's not in the crowd, but he's just leaving them to the to, to their thing. So we could attract his attention. Elder. Elder. I throw a stone. I throw a stone nearby. Roll me, th roll me throw. Oh, God. Everyone's best. Oh, snap. I fail. Sophia, you hit him right in the face. Talk about it. You, I'm over here. Elder. He looks at you, raises an eyebrow, and like casually walks to your direction. Do not attract any attention. I hide behind a tent. He says... We have met. My name is Atif Bayeg. Atif Bayeg. I'm not. I'm not that old. But <gasps> thank you. Did you Did you find anything? We did. Okay. Who, who's done it? Who's been stealing the corpses? I I want to put this matter to rest mm. once and for all. Did you find? Was it animals? What was it? Uh, we didn't exactly solve that. He swears when you say we didn't solve that. But we did find out that. Zayab Ali murdered Asina. He admitted to us last night. Yes, we got a full confession right from the horse's mouth. He got angry when she wouldn't marry him and struck her and she died at a mortal head wound. That is very sad to hear. He buried her in an elderly woman's grave. And perhaps he has been digging up the graves in order to sort of, I guess, mask the crime, perhaps? Exactly. Did he confess to digging up the graves as well? Eudora casts a quick glance at Sophia and then nods vigorously. Yes! Yes, he did! He's a bad oh, man! Okay. We can't afford to namby-pamby around. I'm sure he'll deny it, but uh, we got to get him on something. This is like Al Capone and uh, tax fraud. Yes, he did. Throw <laughs> me a fast dog, Eudora. Oh no. Oh no. Damn it. How much um, luck do you have, Eudora? Prepare to spend. I succeed. I'd have to spend all but one point in order to succeed. Do it, Eudora. It has I'm to I'm not happen. going around with one point of luck. I'd rather just run away from this <laughs> village. I don't he think says, I'm going to do it. Sorry. Look, I will, I'll, oh God, I'm not going to push it. We'll draw the attention of the crowd. No. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. You seem to not like Ziab. That murder? That's his name. Right. Uh, but I'm afraid I asked you to help me with the corpses and you seem to be delivering me false tales. The crowd is getting uneasy and I'm afraid they're turning the side towards you. Figures. Ziab has been telling them that you're working with Yatini. 
and they I I believe they're very close to being convinced if if you don't have an answer for me I'm afraid I can't protect you in this village anymore is there no justice no no reason to be found it's one man's word against foreigners yes isn't that always the way I hate this Sofian the ab will get his comeuppance Allah will strike him down eventually. I wish I had your faith. Right now, Eudora, I think it is safer for all of us if we leave. That is what I would advise as well. Dash it. All right, but you listen here, Mr. Bayek. You keep an eye on that man. He claimed to love that girl, and he buried her in an old woman's grave when he let his temper get the better of him. That's what he's capable of. Just you keep an eye on him. Don't let it happen again. Yes. If this is proven to be true and she is found, her body is retrieved, then he will get his comeuppance, I am sure. At the moment, I'm afraid you've, you're offering me not much to go off on. And if you keep attracting attention to yourselves, as I said, I won't be able to protect you for much longer. Ophian will sort of turn his body to Eudora and say, I think it's time we leave, Eudora. Yes. Yes, you're right. Okay. Quietly does it. I wish your village and yourself luck in these coming times. I wish every young woman with the misfortune to be born here luck. But yes, let's go. And we leave. Asina Tenzin has told you all about your fate. And what, what does he say that her fate is? He tells you his story about realizing his destiny of to shepherd those who would preserve the world from chaos and distraction towards their destiny. Uh, that's how he became a bodhisattva. He is devoted to guiding others to enlightenment and not attaining it for himself. He received a lot of visions while living in meditative seclusion and he lived in a cave for thousands of years waiting for the people he had seen in his visions, painting portraits of them. The people were you and your new friends. They found him. And now you're on your way. You have to go to a hidden land where the great lords of Sambala watch for the end of the Kali Yuga and the universe shall be born anew. However, the king of fear wants to prevent them. He needs to not be allowed to leave Agatha, because if he does, the world will be destroyed before its time. He says he has a feeling that you have no option rather than to join their mission throw the world. He says that your first stop will be to retrieve some ritual balls from Lake Danakosha, where Padmasambhava was born and find seven ritual bowls. And then he tells you more about how after that you'll find some musical instruments, or rather you will craft them yourselves, and then perform a ritual in Tibet to close the gates of Agatha once and for all. And he's willing to answer any questions you have. However, it doesn't take too long after this conversation when Sofian and Eudora return. I think this resonates with Hasina a lot, especially when he mentions Kali. Uh, Kali is 
a, a deity who's quite close to Hasina's heart. And, and one of the things that she treasures most is in the shrine at her family home, little statue of Mother Kali. So uh, she's listening to him sort of almost hypnotized, really, and starting to get back some memories of her old life a little, I think. Timor will chip in at any of the sort of more crazy plot points to say, essentially, I did not believe any of this either, but uh, we have seen things, and the man tells the truth. When we found him, he was still like a statue, like nothing alive. And then we saw him wake up. I believe him. I think so do I. <laughs> he sees well, things. Welcome aboard. You want me to come with you? Do you want to stay here? I can't. Well, then where else will you go? Yes. Yes, I will come with you. I'll come with you to the lake, and I will do what needs to be done. These are... these are good people. They are strange people, but they are good people. Well, they haven't tried to kill me, so I think I have no other choice anyway. But first, I want to deal with the man who tried to kill me. Enzin turns back to you. Your vengeance is your prerogative, but remember, you have a mission now. Now that you know what your destiny is, do you want to put your life at risk? Or do you want to leave your past behind and focus on what is ahead of us? Time is ticking. Any steps back could jeopardize the whole world. And karma, karma will make him pay. It always does. Could you leave it behind? I have Look. left behind more than you can imagine. Look at what he's done to me. Look at what I've lost. This was my life. This whole, this village was my life. All the people I've known, the only life I've known. He nods gently and softly puts a hand on your shoulder and one hand on his heart. I will try. That's all I can say is that I will try. Your pain will fade. And if you fail, I have a whole gun full of karma that we can go and use with your friend. Tenzin gives a soft, sad chuckle and retreats to his meditative state. And now, Eudora and Sophian arrive. The village grows restless. A mob is forming. We need to leave. Yes, in a hurry, I fear. Um, I'll go tell the chaps to start packing. We have seen this before. What's happening? Vengeance does not come this day. But it will come a day soon. Today is the day we leave. And I think Hasina trembles a little bit at this. She's she's a bit lost. She doesn't know which way to turn at this point. I think what Hemson said has really resonated with her. And she feels like she is seeing clearly a little bit. But at the same time, it's it's hard. She wants to see this man punished. And it's a really frightening thought to leave behind the village and leave behind everything she knows. So she's kind of torn, really. There's a great world out there beyond what you know, beyond what we all know. Things ahead of us that we can't even fathom. This place, 
It may have been where you started, but it doesn't have to be the place that you end your journey. Maybe hard, but it will clarify with time. And eventually, after standing up and walking away for a little while, eventually Hasina turns back and nods and says, I am ready. Mm. Could somebody get word to my mother later? Perhaps send a letter back with another caravan? When we're far away, when the mob can't find me, just to tell them, tell her that I'm all right. It will be done. Could we say that at this point, Eudora comes back from um, instructing the chief caravan chappie to pack everything up in a hurry? Um, right, well, um, they're packing all the tents and everything. Should we, should we go set fire to that guy's house? Um, yes. Just real quick. Just a real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just as we're passing, you know. Just, just on just the way. Just a life of arson. Just on the way. Well, they're going to be half an hour at the very least packing up. And, you know, we know he's out in the town square with everyone else, I believe. There's nothing stopping us sneaking around the back. I'm just saying. I believe Asina, his family live there. <laughs> Asina looks back and forth between them for a moment. And uh, then a bit of light comes back to her eyes and says, yes. We'll leave today, but he won't completely get away with what he's done. Is that a yes to arson? Oh, I think so. You do know that he lives with his whole family. That is the whole family part of the, the mob in the village, though. I mean, are they all out there? Not I the children. Know. Not the children. <laughs> we burn down the building and we take the cooked children for Hasina to eat. Everyone wins. <laughs> Trail mix, you know. Exactly. Most of you are not do not have sanity to spare to be committing murder. Just letting you know, you can do your stuff. Let's not go down the road of of, of no, actually burning children. Let's okay. let's not do that. Friendly reminder: This is Call of Cthulhu, not D and D. You're absolutely right. Can we let all of these animals out of his fields or something? We could, but then his family starves. She's got us with the family thing. It's Mm, true. This is true. I mean, trying to be the bigger person and rise above it here. But Mm. on the other hand, it's like he zombified me. So I'm like, if it helps, Timur doesn't want to be the bigger person. Timur is not keen (laughs) on people abusing their power at all. No. Those children shall pay. The children, the dodgy guy. <laughs> well, look, um, we're in real danger of the mob like advancing on us while we're still packing up. I don't want to have to flee on foot again through the trackless mountain passes. I don't know how far we'll make it this time. Um, if you know, if they come and an altercation takes place, we're armed. If if you know, if he if he charges after us on the back of an alpaca or something. There's nothing stopping us taking pot shots off the back of a wagon. Or alpaca, yes. I don't, I don't know what he That's has. The perfect plan. Eudora, make one of them owl sounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> that wolf cry. Attract the wolves. <laughs> yes, the wolves will Befriend come. them. <laughs> the wolves know true justice, nature's justice. They will see that the law was served. Uh. Let's get out of here. I think we have to, don't we? Yes, we pack up our tents. Mm. And you leave. <laughs> Under protest. 
I really, really want to shoot this guy in the dick. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the pain of cosmic horror. <laughs> <laughs> really wanting to shoot someone in the dick, but not being able to. I wanted to eat his brain, though. That also. No. There is no justice in the world. Uh. Exactly. Think about that. Oh, <laughs> Ruminate on the cruel injustice of the universe. Oh. <laughs> trust in karma, I suppose. You continue your way onto Le from where you pass through Srinagar and end up at your destination of Changdara, where you expect, or Tenzin expects, to find Lake Danakosha. You spot an area where the path has crumbled away ahead of you. Looking down from the point of collapse reveals a bundle of blood-stained clothing tens of feet below the trail. What? What is that? Anyone down there? Hello? You hear no answer, but if you try to observe more closely, you can use a spot hidden to, to peer intensely and try to magnify your eyes. I am wearing glasses. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> I failed. Can I spot hidden? Yeah. No fail. Uh, Eudora reaches up to uh, pull down the goggles on her top hat and then realizes that <laughs> she's not wearing goggles, but she does have a pair of field glasses and she Who's binoculars? Um... Yeah, why not? It's given. I think binoculars are better than field glasses. I can't remember which she technically... We've got a fully fit, fitted caravan. She has binoculars. Actually. Okay. Well, with binoculars, you don't need to roll. Nice. Uh, the rags appear to contain an, as far as you can tell, still living person. Oh, God, I think they're alive. There's movement at... Hello, down there. Oh, God, we've got to, we've got to toss them a rope. They're not going to be able to climb a rope. Uh, Sofian, you're good at climbing. You look more closely. The body lies hard up against a large boulder, which also seems to be the only thing stopping the victim from careening down into the gorge below. Oh, good grief. Uh, oh. Do you see the way they're sat against that boulder? I think it's the only thing stopping them careening down. <laughs> We've got to save them, and it's going to be difficult. No one likes careening. No, it's the worst. Um, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, I could try and climb and rescue them. You would you would be able to do that, but you'd have to use rope. Of course. Obviously. Please tie it on to me so I don't go careening. Yes. Maybe the smart thing is to do is to like drive a big old stake. Uh, Into like his heart. It's the only way yes. to be sure. I've seen enough corpses come to life at this point. No, no, just drive some tent pegs into the ground or whatever, you know, attach some ropes and send a couple of people down. Let it up, say, oh, yeah. Uh, so I will need the use of rope and a climb roll to... Okay. I make sure that Timor is standing on the other end of the rope. <laughs> the strong boy. Let's let's not forget, Timor, I think, is less strong than Eudora. Eudora's got a strength of 60, but surely his size would... Uh... Oh, the, he's the same strong. <laughs> yeah, much bigger, though, so that's got to help. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> a big, he's a big boy. Big, heavy boy. <laughs> ah... I failed by 15 points. You oh, can no. either uh, spend luck or you start slipping, but you can try to push the roll to avoid a fall. 
I spend 15 points of luck wow. to make sure I don't fall to my death. Let's go, Sophie Ann. Okay. Now that you're closer, you can see that the person below is a barely conscious young Indian man. And it looks like he's in desperate need of medical attention. Despite his injuries, he seems to be clutching a battered leather fool's cap wallet to his chest really hard. Namaste, my friend. Are you okay? Can you hear me? Hello? The man is barely conscious. He mumbles something, but you can't understand what he says. I'm on a boulder wedged between a gorge that's dropping, like, beyond the boulder, it's dropping down to, like, a... Yeah, a, a fall essentially, right? Uh, yeah. To haul him back using the rope, you will need uh, to roll a hard strength roll. Uh, but if someone's helping, you can have a bonus die. Okay. What if you tie the rope around the both of you, and then everyone up top pulls you both up, right? We yeah. Can get some caravan people to help. That's up to two bonus dice, no matter how many people you use. Oh, right. Okay, let's do that. I'll shout up to you and say, He's he's alive still. Uh, he needs urgent care. Uh, quickly, all us up. Everyone. You managed to haul the young man back up uh, into safety. You can roll either a medicine or a first aid skill. In fact, anyone who has any above base first aid can tell that the man is severely injured. Yeah. Does anybody have better first aid than me? I've got a 50. Um, I have 40. I'll, like, put him down in front of you, Timor, and say, he's severely injured, Timor. Please, help. Yes. Uh, Timor will go rooting in his bag for his sort of makeshift first aid kit stuff and uh, try and take a look at the guy. Oh, that's a hard success. That's 20. Very nice. You managed to stabilise him, but he still needs to be taken to the nearest large settlement for proper medical attention if he is to survive. And even then, it may be too late. Who knows exactly how long he's laid undiscovered on the mountainside? As far as I can see, does it look like he fell down? Yeah, he looks. Like, it looks like he, he has impact injuries. Okay. I'll, I'll bind his wounds as best I can. I'll try and get some water into him. Mm-hmm. And, um... As you yeah. give him water, the young man briefly regains consciousness, and he says in English, My name my name is Harid Pesheen. Please, uh, please take this. He lifts his wallet and offers it to you. Please take this to Mr. Stadwick, my boss, Indian civil service and... Srinagar, important. And then he loses consciousness once more. Is there anything sort of exceptional about this wallet? Do you open it? Well, yeah. Uh, the wallet holds sheets of paper filled with flowing copper plate handwriting. But their contents appear to be pure gibberish. Well... Um, let me check your character sheets to see if anyone has any relevant skill, but my guess is no. Is it language Yithian? <laughs> yeah. Is it written in French? It's not a language. Oh, this is like Windings level gibberish, they're like in code. It appears to be, yes. Yeah, no one no one has any ability to decipher this. We are heading in that direction anyway, yes? 
Are there any British forts or any British military outposts in this area? Because they're likely to have people who know about cryptography. Uh, you think between here and Srinagar, not really. Oh, can someone who knows about modern modern 1920s India roll me a no roll, please? Yeah, there we go. Srinagar is my hometown. I succeed. Amazing. From context, you can tell that he is a runner, a hardy individual used by the British to literally run secret messages between countries. This, this man's a runner. He is used by the uh, British to run secret messages between countries, as God just said. Um, <laughs> I'm God. So, so sorry. This man is a runner. He is used by the British <laughs> services to run messages back and forth. Did I hear that right? Is this man a runner used by the? Anyway, <laughs> Shen Chu, say it as well. <laughs> Good English, everyone. Very well done. Uh, <laughs> you know that you can pick him up and take him all the way to Srinagar. The journey will take you several weeks, but he will need to be continuously stabilized uh, and use up a lot of your supplies. So if you do choose to take him, any first aid rolls until you restock will have a penalty day. Okay. Mm. Is Lake Danakosha beyond Srinagar? Do we have to pass through Srinagar to get to Lake Danakosha? Uh, you don't have to pass through, but you can. Yeah. I mean, you can go the other way, but yeah, it is on the way. And there's no other reasonable places for us to drop in? No. Srinagar well. was where I was born. Um, I was hoping to visit my brother's grave while I was there anyway, if we were going to pass through. Uh, maybe don't take Hasina with you. Oh my <laughs> lord. Please try not to light up when they mention graveyards. <laughs> uh. Uh, Timor will say, it is uh, It is touch and go whether this man will make it that far. We've got to try, though. Yes, I, I agree, but we need to be prepared for the worst. This, this note that he's wanting to deliver, it, it's important. And as a proud Indian man myself, I, I think it important to see it to uh, Mr. Stadwick, or whoever this man mentioned. I think we can restock once we get to Srinagar. We'll be okay, I think. Yes. No objection here. We can't just leave the poor man up in these mountains. You're around three and a half or four weeks away. Okay. Do we have a medic among the like, yeah. caravan personnel? Is it literally going to be Timur rolling first aid the whole time? But what, what are we going to do if someone broke a leg or something? Hope that Timur's got a really big stick. You were counting on uh, on uh, January. Amputate and continue on. <laughs> Drink a bottle of brandy, cut it off, Wait, bucket of pitch, Henson... hope for the best. Henson seems like a like a helpful chap potentially. Does he have a fun spell that can heal broken legs? Any more mystic peaches? <laughs> no, yeah. he doesn't have any medicine. They have wither limbs, so you could just wither <laughs> off your broken leg. <laughs> oh. Um... But he does have a spell called healing. Oh ho! Oh, oh ho! But uh, he but has that kills him too, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I see. 
but it dooms the world. But uh, you know, maybe it's <laughs> yeah. worth it. Yeah, he has it. an offer. This is very cold-hearted. Oh, it's a trade just like, well, this is not our quest, so yes. The ingredients required are the sacrifice of a child. <laughs> Shenzhou, goodbye. Uh, no, <laughs> all right. Uh, is there any way to continue on the path we're leading, or is the gorge sort of blocking? Or the no, you can you can move forward. Okay, let's continue to Srinagar. You continue your trip to Srinagar. Peshin is mostly unconscious for the trip. A few porters have been charged with keeping him comfortable and ideally alive. The occasional moments he awakes, he asks about the wallet and whether you're still going to meet Stradwick. In a few weeks, you arrive at Srinagar. Home at long last. You will be doing two self-improvements for your journey up until now and as a special gift Sofian will get a chance of trying to improve his sanity through interacting with his family in Srinagar while this is normally uh, kept for the investigative development phase in between chapters I'll make an exception for Sofian because this is his special place yay uh, and also, you get to meet Stradwick on the next episode. Oh, we are in Srinagar. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Howl, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You have all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaright.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Gabriel, two boots, said, the audio quality and editing matches the most premier actual play podcasts with clear voices, balanced levels, and no dead air. The understated music and sound effects don't distract from the excellent banter, roleplay, and pacing. Thank you, Two Boots. Mm-hmm.